Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Hey friend, welcome back to the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I'm Chris, I'm your host, and this is the fourth and last in the Cooking Basics series. For those of you who don't know, I am a trained chef, a former personal chef, and I'm also a holistic health coach, which doesn't apply in this series, but I am also a busy mama, so I get living that busy mama life. And in this series, I am helping you to learn the basics to becoming a better cook or maybe learning how to cook. So the first episode, I talked about why learn how to cook or why learn how to become a better cook and how to start. In the second episode of this series, I talked all about the elements of flavor, taste, texture, and temperature and I talked about all of the five tastes and how you can start adding some balance and variety to the different tastes in your food and ultimately how you can make your food taste delicious and taste restaurant worthy. And then last week I talked about cooking methods and I talked about moist heat, dry heat and combination cooking methods, what they are and help they and how they can help you to get the effect you want out of the food that you're cooking. So you might be following a recipe, you might be cooking something that is delicious, but it doesn't quite have the texture that you want and the cooking methods will help you to get the outcome that you want from the food that you're cooking. And all of these are going to help you to become a better cook. So if you haven't listened to those three episodes, I highly recommend you go back and listen to those, though you can listen to this in any order. You don't necessarily have to listen to it right now. The whole series is going to help you to become a better cook. So today we are going to talk about one of my favorite things to talk about. And I think I've said that every single episode. I'm just so excited about this series. But I talked a little bit about this when I talked about the elements of flavor because this is one of the five tastes. But today we are going to talk about salt. Okay, I'm going to wax poetic about salt a little bit here. Salt is an essential ingredient in your cooking. It doesn't matter what type of salt you use, though I do have some recommendations when it comes to what type of salt you use. You need some sort of salt in your cooking because salt is meant to enhance the flavor of your food. Your food should not taste salty. If it tastes salty, then you're missing out on all of the other flavors in your food. So the goal here isn't to add tons of salt to your food. 
The goal here is to learn how to season well, utilize salt well, utilize it wisely so you're not using too much salt so that your food tastes super salty. And I know a lot of people are concerned about the sodium content of food for their health, but I talked about this again in the episode on the elements of flavor. But most of the time, the issue is not the actual sodium in salt. The issue is eating heavily processed foods that have a lot of sodium in them. So if you're choosing ingredients that have less sodium in them or you know you maybe you have one or two salty ingredients in your meals like some feta or some olives or anchovies or broth or something like that then you're going to be naturally reducing the amount of salt you're using anyway so the less processed foods that you use the less likely you are to be eating high sodium foods actually adding salt to your food is adding a very small amount of sodium so i don't want you to be afraid of salt i want you to use it to enhance your food and i also want to encourage you that you don't need to add gobs and gobs of salt for your food to have flavor. And I talked about that when I talked about the elements of flavor or the end the five tastes. I think a lot of people automatically add more salt when their food is bland where they might just need a little bit of acid or they might need to just balance the flavors within that dish. But salt is very important. So let's talk about a couple different types of salt. So there are two types of salt that I like to use in my cooking and they are not white iodized salt. So I have a couple issues with just plain white iodized salt um, from a culinary perspective and also a nutrition perspective. From a nutrition perspective, white iodized salt has no nutrition quality to it whatsoever. It's literally just sodium. It's bleached. It doesn't have any other minerals in it. So, and it was iodized because when the, when salt was bleached way back in, I can't, I didn't research this. So whenever they, whenever they started bleaching salt, they took the iodine out of it because they took the minerals out of it. And then people were struggling with iodine deficiency. And so they iodized it. They added iodine to it. So it's basically salt and iodine. It's also very, very salty. So when you use something that is a salt that has a full spectrum of minerals, not only is it better for you health-wise because it does give your body more minerals and it, it gives you a balance of minerals, it is also slightly less salty. I know that sounds funny. Salt is slightly less salty, but you can use a little bit more. It has some health benefits to it. And so I recommend my favorite type of salt to use is called Redmond's Real Salt. They don't sponsor me. I just love it. I've been using it for years. It has a full spectrum of minerals. Um, it's a really great texture. It um, blends very easily into foods. So it works really well when you're adding it to soups and stews. Um, it's very. It acts very similarly to iodized salt. Now, if you are using iodized salt, you're probably going to want to use less of it then is recommended in recipes that recommend using sea salt because like I mentioned, sea salt or real salt or Himalayan salt, which is rock salt, um, they have that full spectrum of minerals. So they're going to taste a little bit less salty. So my first choice is red and real salt. I love it. I use it often. I've turned my mom onto it. Every basically every person that I that I teach a cooking class to knows I love Redmond real salt. My second choice um, is a just like a sea salt or a Himalayan salt. And typically, I recommend something that has some color to it. So Himalayan salt is typically pink. And um, sea salt, real sea salt, is going to be gray, like a French sea salt. And those that just means it has minerals in it, um, which will make it a little bit less salty and have a little bit of a higher nutrient density as well. Now, not shaming you. If you use regular white iodized salt, just be conscious that you might want to use a little bit less of it because it is inherently saltier. 
the other type of salt that I like to use. So first choice is some sort of a mineral salt. And the my second salt that I use is a kosher salt. So the a kosher salt has that granular texture that adds something to, that adds texture. So when you sprinkle it on top of something, and it's also really good for cooking like large pieces of meat, or not cooking, sorry, seasoning large pieces of meat and things like that because it covers a a larger um, area. So I do like using kosher salt as well. And oftentimes I use it for, or a maldon. I love maldon. So some sort of like a kosher salt or um, a maldon. So some sort of a, um, oh gosh, like a larger grain salt. I'm not exactly, I can't remember the, the actual term. But a larger grain salt is really good for toppings. So think about salted caramels, so like a dark chocolate salted caramels with a little bit of salt on top or salting large pieces of meat or finishing something with a little bit of salt. I like using a kosher salt or a maldon. So um, those are my two picks when it comes to salt, and I recommend you have both of those in your kitchen. Just like with cooking methods, the type of salt you choose is going to determine the outcome of what you're cooking. So I don't recommend using something like a kosher salt or a maldon in like a salad dressing because it's just not going to blend in well and you're probably going to have chunks of salt in there and that's going to be, it's going to be very salty and also you might, you know, have one bite that tastes good and one bite that tastes salty and it will eventually melt in but it takes a little, a little bit of time. So in that case, I recommend using the more fine grain salt. So typically we're talking about the kind of grain size of the salt here, but also the mineral content is important to me as well. So you can take it or leave it when it comes to, you know, health benefits. But I do recommend for flavor purposes as well. I forgot to mention this. So a real salt or a Himalayan salt or a sea salt typically has a different flavor to it as well. It has a, a, a more robust flavor than just saltiness. So it has a more well-rounded flavor because it has minerals in it as well. So it actually enhances the flavor of your food in more ways than one. So now that I've talked about salt, <laughs> I want to talk about why you are likely seasoning wrong. Here are a couple of the mistakes that I see people make when they are seasoning. Number one, when it comes to meat, they are seasoning just before or seasoning after the meat has already started cooking. And you guys, I get like a visceral reaction when I think about somebody salting meat while it's cooking. Like, I kind of want to cry. This is dramatic, you guys. I understand. <laughs> but I'm like, no, you ruined it. It needs time, okay? Salt needs time to season the meat, especially larger pieces of meat. It needs time to soak into the meat. So you want to season your meat ahead, like way ahead. Like, if you are planning on cooking, if you go to the farmer's market and get a nice piece of, of meat, then I want you to come home, I want you to pat it dry, I want you to season it, and I want you to put it back in the fridge until later. If you don't have that sort of time, that's okay. Like, that, I'm talking hours before. Same thing with a chicken. You can cover a whole chicken in salt. Don't worry, you'll wipe it off after. But brine it in salt, okay, the day before, roasting it, and then, you know, wipe off a little bit of the extra the next day. Oh my gosh, game changer. Game changer, so good. So you want to salt ahead. So if you are going to pull your meat out of the fridge, which you should, to bring it to room temperature before you cook it, salt it then. If you can't salt it even further ahead of time, salt it then, salt it before cooking, and season it well, okay? I, I The second thing that I see people make the mistake of when it's cooking is not salting as they go. So you want to salt your meat ahead of time, 
For vegetables, it depends on the cooking method you're using, um, but you're typically going to want to salt those ahead of time as well. So when it comes to either if you're blanching vegetables, you want to heavily salt the water. No, it's not going to make your vegetables super salty. Same thing with your pasta. When you salt the pasta water, your pasta doesn't taste salty because there's a ton of salt in the water, but there's also a ton of water and you're not cooking it in there for very long. If you were to like, you know, cook something in a salt bath, then yes, that is, if you're brining it in salt, that is, or you're coating it in salt and letting it sit, that is going to be, it's going to be saltier. But if you're just cooking something for like, you know, seven to 10 minutes for, if you're talking about pasta or vegetables for like two to three minutes, you need a ton of salt because you want it to be seasoned, but you don't, but it's not going to be in that liquid for a long time. So you actually want to add more salt so it's seasoned. You're not going to be making your food super salty because you're unless you're drinking that water afterwards, you're not consuming a ton of that salt. So I want you to salt as you go. So I want you to start salting either before or as you are cooking. So oftentimes I will add the vegetables to the pan and add a sprinkle of salt to them and then toss it. So I want, and I want, and I, it's important that each of the ingredients in your food is salted. Now, if it's a super stew or a braise and it's going to be sitting in a liquid that's been salted, then that's fine. You don't need to like take it out and salt it as you go. It will, because there's the time Time is an element here that the salt within the liquid, so typically this is some sort of a broth or, or seasoned liquid, it is going to, it's going to um, have enough time to soak into the meat, to soak into the vegetables. So that's fine. But if you're just sauteing something up and or you want to make sure that you're seasoning as you go and tasting as you go. This is a huge mistake. I see people dump in a bunch of salt in the beginning. Um, I mean, which is better than dumping it in at the end. But if you're dumping it in at the beginning and you're not tasting as you go, if that sauce reduces, then it's going to be super, super salty. And then you're going to have to try and adjust. So a little bit at a time. Okay, salt as you go a little bit at a time. A little bit goes a long way. So that's the second mistake I see I see is not salting as you go. And and the other thing I wanted to mention is you want to salt a little bit often until it tastes good. And what in season to taste, by the way, season to taste means season to taste well to you. So if it tastes good to you, then that's great. But remember, if the liquid is going to reduce, you don't want to put too much in right away. Taste as you go will help you to adjust the amount of salt and the amount of liquid so that it tastes good the whole time through, like when you're actually serving the dish, rather than it tastes good halfway through and then the liquid reduced and now it's too salty. You also do not want to add your salt or any of your dry seasonings at the end. They need time to meld in the dish. If your dishes constantly taste taste bland and it's because you're adding the salt at the end, that is why. There is no time for that salt to season the ingredients in that dish. So salt as you go, do not salt at the end. This is a rule, okay? It's a rule. (laughs) Season as you go. I'm acting overly serious, but I'm also not joking. So season as you go. Don't season at the end. Your food will taste bland. Or worse, it'll taste salty because the first bite you'll get is the broth that you seasoned, but all of the ingredients in your soup are going to taste bland. That is the worst. You want the different ingredients in your meal to each be seasoned, not heavily, but lightly enough so that they each have flavor. Because remember, salt enhances flavor. So the first mistake is not seasoning meat ahead of time. The second mistake is not seasoning as you go. 
And I mean, this ties into the third mistake. The third mistake that most people make is oversalting. And so that is why you want to season as you go. And also really important, recognize if there are other salty ingredients within your dish. So if you are going to be utilizing olives or salt or anchovies, or did I say salt? <laughs> I was gonna say cheese um obviously if you're using salt it's gonna be a little salty uh olives or cheese um especially cheese that are even saltier like a brined feta cheese anchovies capers bacon soy sauce any ingredients that are naturally saltier you are going to want to especially if a recipe calls for something like unsalted broth and then you use salted broth pay attention to this you're going to want to add less salt. And this is why salting as you go and seasoning as you go, and sorry, tasting as you go. So seasoning as you go and tasting as you go is really, really important because it can make a difference between a overly salted dish and an undersalted dish and a dish that tastes really darn delicious. So just pay attention to the salt content of the ingredients that you are using. You might want to reduce the amount of salt. A little goes a long way, so use a little bit as you go, and you can always add more, um, but you don't want to be overly salting it because, yes, you can counteract a little bit of salt, a little bit of sour, or a little bit of sweet, but it's a little bit harder to do that. So you can add salt, but you can't take it away. So remember that. Another mistake that I already mentioned, but mistake number four is not salting your pasta water. Guys, this is going to make such a difference in the flavor of your pasta dish, and here is why. Your pasta is not being seasoned otherwise. When your pasta comes in the package or you are making homemade pasta, it doesn't have salt. The only time it is being seasoned is while it's in the water. That's the only opportunity for it to be seasoned because when you remember, if okay, if you're going to put pasta in a soup or a stew, you put it in at the end. Okay, because otherwise it would get super mushy and just break into giant pieces or tiny pieces, depending on how long you keep it in there. You add it in cooked at the end. So you're not adding it in with enough time for it to actually get the flavors of the dish. And the same thing with any sort of sauces you're going to use. Yes, the tomato sauce or the cream sauce or whatever you're going to use on your pasta, even if it's oil and butter, yes, that does have some, that's definitely going to have flavor to it. I hope that you're seasoning that really well. But I it's also important that the pasta itself, yes, it will be coated in the sauce, but not every single part of every single bite is going to be, it's going to be coated in the sauce. Um, you don't want the sauce to taste good. And then once you get to the pasta part, it's kind of like meh. So when you season your pasta, that's the only time it's going to be seasoned. So seasoning your pasta well with the cooking water, draining it, you might even want to save a little bit of the cooking water to use in the sauce. That'll add a little bit of flavor and also starch, which helps to thicken sauces, by the way. Um, and uh, so make sure you season your pasta water. And last but not least, the last mistake I see people make, and I already kind of mentioned this in the beginning, but I was just getting so excited talking about salt, is not using salt at all. You do not need to be afraid of salt. Even when it comes to sodium, you can use less salt, but the biggest deal when it comes to too much sodium in dishes is 
processed foods that have a lot of sodium in them. When you're adding salt, you are adding less sodium than whatever processed ingredients you would use. So cooking from scratch and using salt to enhance the flavor of your dish, not making it salty, is what is going to keep your food lower sodium, but also taste really delicious. Remember, salt is the ultimate flavor enhancer. If you have no salt, your food's going to be bland. It's not going to be as satisfying. So salt your food, season well, but remember to season as you go taste as you go. A little bit goes a long way. Be conscious of the other ingredients that you're using, especially ones that might be inherently salty on their own because you might want to add a little bit less salt. Remember, the goal is not that your food is salty. It's that your food is flavorful. So I hope this was helpful. I hope this series was helpful. I wax poetic about salt often in my cooking classes. So if you haven't yet joined one of those, I would love to have you in one of them. You can always ask me questions in any of my cooking classes. Or if you have questions, I would love for you to send me a DM over on Instagram. The link to that will be in my bio. Um, And don't forget to download the episode guide for show notes, special charts like last week and the week before I shared about the different elements of flavor and I talked about cooking methods and there are cheat sheets for those and then some recipe links that are associated with this episode as well. Those are just going to kind of be your your little guide to the episode if you don't if you haven't been taking notes or you don't want to take notes and you want somebody to take the notes for you that's what the episode guides are for so be sure to download that and if you haven't yet checked out my other podcast the healthy balance mama podcast click the link in the show notes if you are interested in interviews q a's and solo musings on living a healthy balanced life this was so fun to record this series for you i hope you loved it i hope to see you in a cooking class in the future i will catch you next week happy cooking